0: Hi, this is Brad, and this is not my medical advice, but let's talk about health. From injury to illness, sick days throw off your game. I've been sick lately and trying to find my way back to healthy, but how do you write witty and coherent prose when your brain is in a fog? So how about we talk about colds? It's, uh... Friday morning as I'm recording this, and it has been a heck of a week. I have been sick. Now, since this is only the third episode of this podcast, you may or may not be able to hear it in my voice. You may not know my voice well enough at all to understand that it's got that raspy, nasally, sick sound to it. The one that Well, hey, remember that episode of Friends way back in the 90s? I don't know if you watched that show back then, but there was an episode where Phoebe, who was an aspiring guitar player slash singer, and she sang in the cafe, and one day she got sick, and she had that really raspy, deep voice, and she loved it, and then it went away. Well, that's where I'm at right now. I've got that raspy voice. I don't know if it does me any favors or not, I'm still getting used to this idea of listening to my own voice as I edit, but I'm sure this time around when I plug this audio into the computer and edit this podcast up for, for publication, I'm going to just hate the sound of it. And hopefully you can, you can bear with me for an episode while I finish off my healing. I have, I've been slowly getting better and I am well enough today that I think I can talk through at least a few sentences at a time without having a coughing fit And of course I'll edit those out, but here I am, here I am trying to do something creative because heck knows I've had a few days of nothing of sitting on the couch, binge watching TV, trying to stay awake, playing lots of video games, drinking lots of tea, uh, doing those things you do when you need a day off. And that's just the point. I've been thinking of this as sort of sick days, but can you take sick days when you don't actually have a job? To recap, let's, uh, let's go back to how I got in this position. So about seven months ago, eight months ago now, it's hard to judge. What is it? February now? It's February. That's, that's right. Um, back in July of 2023, I left my, my job of about 12 and a half years, almost 13 years at the time. It would have been 13 shortly after I'd left, but I didn't stay that long. And I'd worked for our local municipal government doing digital management type of work. And uh, there's a long list of reasons why I left, and I won't really get into that here. Maybe someday we'll talk about it. Maybe I'll hint at them as we go along, but it isn't about being mad or upset or, or not liking that job. It was more about having an opportunity to step away for a while in my late forties and explore some opportunities around being creative and having a creative life. And as soon as I was able to separate myself from that job and the day to day of that job and settle into the routine of being at home and sitting in front of my own computer with my own ideas and my own plans, it became very quickly apparent that I wanted to be the type of guy who, you know, wrote every day and did art every day And as much as that sounds like a privileged position to be in, it was, I I admit that I fully admit that it's a rare and unique opportunity to have enough savings set aside to have a supportive spouse who is willing to do the work, uh, pays the bills. Well, I spend a little while pursuing a creative career and earn only a little bit of money on the side to sort of maybe pay for groceries or pay for a vacation here and there. It isn't going to, pay all the bills, but that's how it works. So, I mean, the, the, the short story is I left my job and I decided to try and write a novel and I did write a novel and I, um, I'm in the middle of editing it as you might notice from my other podcast, if you've checked that one out. So fast forward to mid January and I am jumping into this idea of creating a podcast and doing more writing and starting a couple other projects and I'm really sort of getting into the groove of things and boom there I go getting sick yeah it's only it's only been four days to be honest and that's not even terrible I mean it's not like it was long COVID or it was you know a major disability or something it really was just four days but by day two I was man I was beating myself up when I was having a coherent moment that I wasn't napping on the couch I I felt really guilty. I did. I honestly did. I felt like I should be at my computer. I should be typing. I should be hitting my daily word goal. I have a daily word goal of typing 1000 words a day. Good or bad, usually somewhere in between, but <laughs> I have it on a checklist app on my phone. And I, you know, it pops up and it says, have you written your daily 1000 words? And if I have, I check it off. And if I haven't, I kind of cringe and I go sit in front of a computer for an hour and I get it done. It's part of having a practice of producing work on a regular basis. And there I was sick. And as much as common sense says, you know, you got to let yourself be sick. When your brain isn't fully functional because it's in a fog of illness and medication it's very easy to be down on yourself for not hitting those goals and there is a very real stigma in society for people who are ill and unable to produce and that is probably doubly so if you are a self-motivated person who is trying to create their own practice their own existence in this this world of cutthroat creative writing art whatever you want to call it. So, there I was, laying on the couch, napping, watching reruns of a sitcom from about 10 years ago and uh not doing anything that I would consider remotely productive. And I had to check myself. I had to check myself and say that is okay. It's fine to be sick. It's fine not to produce something. It's fine to wake up and your job that day is to rest and get better. So that next week you're in a position to pick up or from where you left off. So if you happen to have stumbled upon this and you're having a sick day and you're having one of those days where you're, you know, you've got something going on, whether it's, you know, maybe you've got a head cold, maybe you're sick with a flu. Maybe you are having some sort of, maybe you have some sort of physical illness or some sort of physical injury or something. And this applies to all sorts of stuff. I mean, I've talked about this before, but I'm a runner and a year ago I was dealing with a, an injury to my MCL, which is a ligament in your knee. And February was, was rolling through and I was going to physiotherapy and I could probably go run two or three K, which for American folks out there, that's about Two miles, mile and a half to two miles, which sounds tremendous if you're not a runner. But if you are a runner and I was registered in a marathon for the summer following, for October, I was supposed to be running the Chicago marathon, and I did. Spoiler alert, but I did. Um, but back in February of 2023, I couldn't run more than than two kilometers, three kilometers without having severe knee pain. And I had to go to physiotherapy for that and do a lot of rehab. And I had to be in that mindset of forgiving myself for not being at peak physical health not necessarily peak physical condition not necessarily you know olympic athlete status but to be able to even just do the basic because you're injured or sick and that's a hard place to be to just forgive yourself on a day-to-day basis for not being there and the analogy is is that this last week i found myself in sort of a similar mental place where i have this bronchitis i couldn't sit up for more than a couple minutes without having a coughing fit or having runny nose or having watery eyes or just being in a state where I was not fit to sit at a keyboard, let alone mentally coherent enough to type meaningful anything. So I didn't. And I rested. And four days later, I'm slightly on the mend enough that you can hear me mutter into a podcast and hopefully you're not cringing too much at the, at the, the the growl in my voice. But, uh, improving day by day. As obvious as it is for some people who are probably screaming into their headphones right now, going like, just take a day off. That is not abundantly clear for a large portion of society. And obviously there is this stigma around, well, how sick are you? Are you too sick to be productive? Or are you just using it as an excuse? And when I was a a manager of people, I always thought I would try to be the type of person who respected that illness was something that was a part of life and was something that we had to have flexibility around and people needed to be healthy to be productive. But I wasn't that way with myself and I'm finding that now that I am here trying to work a day-to-day practice of creativity and writing and anything else that I am doing in front of a keyboard... I am very, very tough on myself about what constitutes a sick day to the point where the last four days, as I mentioned earlier, have been as much torture for me philosophically in the role that I'm trying to, to fill here with this, this so-called job that I am doing for myself versus the health of my own body. And so that's a tough place to be in. I wrote a few words about that actually just, just this morning first thing I did when I got up, the first thing I did, I realized that my brain was out of a fog. I realized that I'd finally had a good night's sleep. I'd only woken up a couple times in the night, but I was feeling sort of, I want to say 90% enough to sit here and talk into a microphone, but also enough that at six 30 in the morning with a cup of coffee in my hand, before I broke into the tea, I was able to open up the keyboard and write about 500 words of that experience and my thoughts on that topic. So I'll read that to you now. Sick days. I had lofty goals for 2024 and one in particular got vibe checked by my wife early on. I'm going to try and write every day all year, I had told her. Her response was simply that there's going to be days when that doesn't happen. Don't overcommit. Sure enough, the last week of January found me waking up in the wee hours of the morning one day with gravel in my throat. Not literally, of course, but you know the feeling. And it would turn out that I had a case of low-grade bronchitis or some other kind of respiratory infection that would all too quickly turn me from a creative writing machine into a couch potato napping through a binge watch of old sitcoms and occasionally playing some video games to pass the time between coughing fits. I couldn't do much. I definitely couldn't go running. I could barely go for a walk with a dog, to be honest. For about four solid days, it was all I could do to hobble down to the kitchen to put the kettle on for some tea. I also couldn't write. I don't mean that in the physical way either. That is, I probably couldn't have sat for long stretches at the keyboard and typed anyways, but I also literally could not write. The part of my brain used for stringing words together into coherent sentences was off on leave, exploring a fog-covered mountain and otherwise simply out of the office. My brain had taken a few sick days. I went four days without writing more than a few words, sitting down to type and then quickly realizing that my mind was not there participating, and to be honest, I was upset. There went my writing streak. There went my 2024 goal. I was not even through January and I'd already botched it up by being sick. As it turns out, keeping myself healthy was actually important to accomplishing the things I wanted to do. I was mad. Yeah, of course I was mad. But recall, as I say that, that my brain wasn't working all too well either. The Friday morning of that unproductive week, my brain punched back into work, right back to its usual creative and philosophical self and immediately had a few choice words to share both in print and just inside my own head go easy on yourself there's gonna be days when creativity doesn't happen don't overcommit. it told me and though i couldn't help but notice my brain was plagiarizing the wisdom of my wife i had to admit that it was right there's gonna be days and you've got to be ready to forgive yourself and move on you've got to be able to let yourself heal recover rest or simply chill you are not a machine you are a person even a guy without a real job needs a sick day or four once in a while too and that's just fine So, I guess my whole message for everyone listening to this if you're sick, if you're going to be sick, if someone else is sick, if anybody you know is sick or injured or needs a day for themselves, if they are trying to do anything, whether it is being creative or just work an average anything job, whether you are a bus driver whether you're doing data input or whether you're working at a cash register or whether you're working in a nuclear power plant, if you need a sick day, take a sick day, look after yourself. That's what being human is. And I think, and I think we could all just take a lesson from our last couple of years through the pandemic, through the stress that everybody's under these days to sort of elevate the notion that health above all things is our most important asset. Whether you're just living your life or trying to be the most amazing you you can be. My extra credit this week was uh I've been watching that show Superstore. I was aware of this show a couple of years ago. My daughter binge watched it back through the pandemic. Loved it, had it on the background. I'd seen a couple episodes. I'm like, I should sit down and watch this, but there is a, there is sort of a long arc plot to it. So it isn't like the typical situation comedy, capsulated, everything's back to normal at the end of the episode, things change, things evolve, relationships change. So you, you almost need to watch it from the beginning to understand it. So I, I started probably early January. I was watching a few episodes here and a few episodes there made it to episode, well, season, the end of season two, I think. And then, yeah, I got sick and I was just, had just started season three and flipped it on, put on Netflix and just started watching episode after episode after episode. And it is, it is a tremendous show in that it's really a a thinker, I guess. It makes you ponder the state of of work. And that's something that I'm going through right now. And one of the things I had honestly considered as I left my last job, I said, you know what? I don't want another desk job again. Um, desk jobs aren't all they're cracked up to be. You often find yourself working in isolation. You often find yourself working through a bureaucracy, a lot of paperwork, a lot of video meetings, a lot of, you know, just busy sort of, uh, administrative stuff, no matter what level you're at, I think it turns into something that can be isolating and numbing. And I I looked at it at the time and I, I said, you know what, I I don't necessarily want another desk job. I might want to work in a place where I work with people, where I work with my hands, where I do things that are more engaged with the public or more engaged with other people on a day-to-day basis rather than sitting in a cubicle and having having phone calls with the same six people over and over again. So it had crossed my mind that I might end up in, you know, a part-time retail job to sort of supplement our income, or I might end up in a, uh, in a warehouse somewhere. or I might end up driving something or working outdoors or something like that. And I'm, I'm beyond cool with that. I am, again, I'm in this privileged position where I do not necessarily need to earn our entire income out of that, but I do need to earn something. I do need to have a little bit of income. So there is this, this idea of when I started watching Superstore of, you know, I didn't want to become the Jonah character either. The, the guy has, you know, quote unquote, lowered himself and quit his, his highfalutinism. Um, schooling in business school to work down with uh, the the uh, the folks in the in the retail sector. I didn't want to be that guy. I didn't even want to perceive it that way. I wanted to be the kind of guy who looked at it as an opportunity to do something more authentic than human resource paperwork and analytics reporting and strategic PowerPoint presentations that type of stuff, which. Sounds amazing to some people. I know I get it, but it was not my, my cup of tea, even though some of my bosses in the past might've told you I was amazing at it or I was good at it. Um, I certainly wasn't something that I held up as this, you know, look at this amazing thing I created. No, it was, it was just stuff that had to get done. So again, I've been watching Superstore, enjoying it thoroughly, but watching the probably exaggerated bit of, of frustration that those workers go through, obviously it's played for comedy. And sometimes I struggle with that side of it. As I watch, I'm like, are we supposed to laugh at the misfortune of these people? Or are we supposed to look at this as an indictment of American style capitalism? You get one day of maternity leave and you're back to work after having a baby or, you know, the uh, executives are getting free iPads while the workers are you know, being charged for coffee kind of thing, right? It's one of those things that it rings true because it happens no matter where you work. I think there's a disparity between the top and the bottom. And I think there is a feeling that life isn't necessarily fair for the people who actually work the most versus the people who are in thought jobs or management jobs. And I I would say that having watched Superstore... And having been a fan of something like The Office and Parks and Recreation, all those things, the people who wrote them, I think they, they see there's a, a a vein of reality in what they're, the story they're trying to tell. And I'm interested in that as a storyteller, but also as someone who has left the workforce, albeit temporarily to kind of find my own vibe. So Superstore adding it to my collection of great reality shows that, make you think where the office made us think about the humdrum of of day-to-day you know work and parks and recreation made us think about the the nuances of working in the public sector and the the terrible intertwining mess that is bureaucratic government superstore puts us in the shoes of the of the average great worker of our society who you know the folks that do the real stuff that are there doing the real things and how we treat them. And it's not, and it's not fair. And so it's made us, made me think about that over the last little while. And I hope it makes you think about that too. So you should watch that. So I will spare you from the growl of my voice any further, and I will wrap this podcast up for yet another week. Thanks for listening have a cup of tea or coffee, or just put your feet up, rest, relax. If you're not feeling it, if you're not feeling it today, you're not feeling it next week, just put your feet up, do it for me. Make me feel good that you've taken something from this, that even though I can't sometimes force myself to take a day off, that I give you permission. Take a day, rest, take a week if you need it, take more, take whatever you need to be healthy. And until next time, thanks for listening.